So much has happened in the story already, but what will Lauren do now? Has she finally accepted Annie as her mother? Will she want to stay with Annie now that she's just found her? Or will she want to go back to her adoptive parents? What decision do you think Lauren will make? And you've guessed correctly. Today I am going to read the final chapter of Girl Missing. Chapter 40, Decisions, page 272. Sonia Holt were trying to cross the border into Canada on Thanksgiving. MJ phoned me and told me she was likely to spend a very long time in prison. Apparently Sonia Holtwood, real name Marcia Burns, had been involved in a series of child kidnappings before moving into internet fraud, developing and selling of stolen identities for people. She gathered the information then passed it to Taylor Tarson to sell. Jem and I would have to be witnesses at their trial, but otherwise the whole business was behind us. Jem had been staying at Annie and Sam since the boat crash. He got on with both of them really well. Even while Madison was ill in hospital, they tried to shower him with presents. You saved our daughter's lives, Sam said. Whatever you want, you've got. I think he expected Jam to ask for computer stuff or maybe even a car. You can drive when you're 16 over here. But Jam just looked him straight in the eye and said, I want to stay with Lauren. I think Annie and Sam were a bit shocked. But to be fair, they got straight on the phone to Carla and persuaded her to let him stay till the end of November. She insisted he did a certain amount of schoolwork every day. But otherwise, she didn't put up much of a fuss. To my surprise, Mum and Dad didn't seem to mind Jam staying with the Perdits either. I guess they were just so happy not to be going to prison that nothing could upset them. They moved back into the Evanport Hotel for a few days, then went home for a week to see Rory. I bought him a Legends of the Lost Empire t-shirt and asked them to give it to him. I reckoned I owed him that much for ruining his holiday. The hearing to resolve where I was going to live would begin when they came back. I was dreading it. I mean, I wanted to be with Mum and Dad, of course, but I also wanted to be here with Annie and Sam and Madison, and I couldn't bear the thought of another court case, especially one with me in the middle of it. I told Gloria how I felt. The next day, Sam and Annie sat me down in the kitchen for a serious talk. What is it? I said. Annie gave a nervous little cough. We just wanted to, to discuss this legal situation we've gotten into. I stared at her. Sam and I realised that we were wrong about your, your adoptive mum and dad. I mean, we know they were basically good people who thought they were helping when they paid Sonia for you. And he took a deep breath. Once the hearing next week establishes your adoption was illegal, they'll be able to start fighting to get you back. Our attorneys say they have a strong case and we, we understand how much it means to you to see them. And so we want to try and work things out without a big legal fight and, and see if there isn't some way that you could spend time 
with them too. I flung myself at her, burying my face in her neck, squeezing her tight. Oh, Annie, thank you, thank you. I hugged her again. Well, it was Sam too. She looked somehow pleased and sad at the same time. I glanced at Sam. Actually, it was Mom. My Mom. I mean Gloria, he grinned. She pointed out to me the day you met her that it wouldn't matter if the people you called Mom and Dad were mass murderers. You were always going to see them as your parents. And Annie and I somehow had to come to terms with that. I thought back to that first meeting with Gloria and how preoccupied Sam had been on our way home. I beamed at him, then at Annie. Her lip trembled and I felt a pang of guilt for how often I'd been mean to her in the past. I wanted to say something about how hard I could see it was for her and Sam to realise I thought of other people as my parents, about how confused I was about where I wanted to live and who I wanted to live with, but I couldn't find the right words, so I just got up and went to look for Jam. At least with him it was straightforward. At least with him I could forget how torn I felt, for a while at least. Madison came out of hospital in time for her birthday at the end of November. Annie wouldn't let her go out to the movies, so I bought her E.T. on DVD and we watched it in her room crying together at the bit where E.T. seems to die so that Elliot can live. Jam came in, saw us weeping and groaned. That's the trouble with chick flicks, he said. Way too mushy. E.T. finished and Annie made Maddie lie down for a lap. Jam and I wandered down to the marina. It was always deserted now. All the boats were covered for the winter. We held hands and made out for a bit. But it was all overshadowed by the fact it was almost the end of November and Jam was going to have to go home in two days. Suddenly it struck me that Annie and Sam's vague offer of sharing me with Mum and Dad wasn't enough. I wanted to be with Jam all the time. Not just when Annie and Sam felt like letting me go home. Why did it have to be so complicated? Maybe we could run away after all. I smiled, wrapping my arms around him. Nah, you are right about that. Anyway, I guess you belong here now. I snuggled against his chest. Did I belong here? I was never going to feel that Annie and Sam were my mum and dad, but I had started thinking of them as family. And since last week, Shelley hadn't been rude to me once. To my utter amazement, she even fessed up to the bullying Madison. Annie put what she'd done down to the trauma of having a missing sister. I put it down to Shelby having a serious attitude problem. Still, I guess she did seem to be changing. A blast of icy wind whipped off the marina, chilling my neck, and I tugged at my scarf. So where did I belong? I didn't particularly want to go back to school in London, but I missed Mum and Dad. I knew they wanted me to be with them properly, not just occasional visits. And how was I going to say goodbye to my totally amazing boyfriend? I stretched up and kissed him on the nose. I want to be with you. He gave me his big cute grin and there wasn't much talking for a few minutes.
The whole family came round later for Madison's birthday tea. I helped make a big cake with seven candles. Madison blew each one out in the manner of one of the seven doors from Snow White. Only Jam and I guessed what she was doing. We creased up at Annie's face when Madison, as sneezy, manufactured a massive sneeze to blow out the last one. Then everyone left. Sammy took Maddie up to bed and Annie cleared up. She seemed particularly on edge, breaking a plate in two classes as she loaded up the dishwasher. I wondered what was wrong. In the past few days, Annie had seemed calmer than before. She even stopped creeping around me all the time. But tonight, she was definitely jittery as hell. At seven o'clock, the doorbell went. Annie jumped up like she'd been shot. Lauren, would you get that? I trotted across to the front door. Mum and Dad stood on the mat outside. My mouth fell open. Hello, sweetheart. Mum drew me in into an enormous hug. What's going on? I thought you weren't due back until tomorrow. Annie and Sam invited us. Dad raised his eyebrows as if to say, we've got no more idea than you do. We went through to the living area. Annie and Sam were standing there looking ultra serious. Mum and Dad stared at them. I caught Jam's eye. This was by far the most bizarre situation I think I'd ever found myself in. No one said anything. <clears throat> I cleared my throat. Uh, Mum and Dad, this is... I turned to Sam and Annie. This is, uh... My Mum and Dad. Jam laughed. Everyone else looked awkward. Sam held out his hand. Thanks for coming, he said. Mum and Dad sat down on opposite, on the sofa opposite Annie and Sam. I'll make some coffee in a minute, Annie said. But I think if I don't say this now, I'll burst out or cry or something stupid. I stared at her. Sam coughed. First off, we wanted to apologise for ever believing that you were involved in Lauren's kidnapping. We know that you did a... Uh, what you did thinking you were saving her. Annie nodded. And we wanted you to know that we think you've done a wonderful job as her parents. She's a lovely girl. Mom gave a half smile. Thank you, she said. And thank you for what you told Lauren and our lawyers about not fighting to keep us out of Lauren's life altogether. Knowing that you understand, her voice faltered. Is, is that what you wanted to talk about? Not exactly, Sam said. We know that you love her very much and we've talked to Lauren. It's obvious she feels she belongs with you. Sam's voice croaked. He stopped and looked down. Annie squeezed his hand. She looked at me. When I saw your face, the way you lit up when we told you we weren't going to fight you, seeing your, your parents, I... We realised... She took a deep breath and looked over at Mum and Dad. We wanted you to be here when we told Lauren that, that if it's what she wants, once the hearing establishes the earlier adoption was invalid, we won't fight your application to formally adopt her legally this time and have her go back home to England. 
I gulped, glanced over at Mum and Dad. They were both staring at Annie and Sam. Mum's eyes filled with tears. No one spoke. My heart thumped loudly in my ears. Thank you. Mum's voice was a whisper. She looked at Dad, who nodded. Mum cleared her throat. It's up to you, Lauren. We know finding your birth parents meant everything to you. It's your decision. Whatever you decide, we'll support it. What? They all looked at me. I blinked rapidly. I could choose. I felt Jam's arm round my shoulder. Mum and Dad meant rows and school and boring England, but it also meant with it also meant being with Jam, and it was home. But how could I leave Annie and Sam's? I hadn't spent enough time here yet with my family. I wanted to get to know Annie better and my grandparents. Jeez, I had relatives I hadn't even met yet. I wanted to go sailing with Sam again when he got his new boat. And most of all, I wanted to be here for Madison. I gazed around my parents' anxious, tearful faces. Glane's words came into my head. You have four parents who love you. For that, maybe it's possible to belong in two places. A slow smile spread across my face. I didn't want to choose, I said. They all stared at me. Dad cleared his throat. We don't want to make you, he said, but we have to. I mean, I don't want to choose between you, I said. I looked at them grinning. Mom and Sam were frowning, Annie sniffed, but how? Don't you get it? I said. I choose all of you. And that's how we worked it out. I am probably the first person in the history of the world with four legally recognised parents across two continents. I spend school terms at home in London and at least half the holidays in Evanport. Annie and Sam and my sisters come to England for the holidays sometimes too. Jam and I are totally an item. I see him all the time at home in London and he often comes to Evanport too. Sam pays for all the flights. Jam still doesn't see his dad and, well, he's never got on with Carla. To be honest, I think he looks on Annie and Sam as substitute parents. Sometimes, Glanes pops down from Boston and takes us out too. So, that's how it is. I never spend more than a few weeks at a time away from either one of my families, and we talk and text loads too. It doesn't leave much time for other stuff, and it isn't always easy, especially when I've just arrived somewhere. But all in all, in all I get on with everyone better than I would if I lived with them full time. We got a new teacher the other day. She made us do one of those who am I essays again. This time it was easy. I just wrote about my life. About me. Girl found. 